received a question, how do I know if I am forgiving? If you were asked that question, how would you know if you're forgiving? What does it look like if you are truly forgiving? You will have what is called the fruit of the Spirit. And it will be evident. The Bible says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. In other words, if you have a loving spirit, that means you do not keep a record of wrongs. For a long time, that wasn't my M.O. In fact, I would learned to be quiet and not say anything. I learned it wasn't safe to confront, but I can hold on to unforgiveness because that's my weapon. I forgive you. Three little words, so simple, so complex, and so powerful. June Hunt knows how hard it can be to forgive. In fact, she tells some of her story today here on Hope for the Heart. She also shows us how we can make the choice to forgive. Now, we're going to let this program run all the way through. And then at the end, there's a special message. So stay with us. When we have a forgiving spirit, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 13, love keeps no record of wrongs. The chamber is now empty. The bullets are gone. Love, joy, peace. That means we actively seek to resolve any difficulty, any hurt, any division. We're wanting the offender to be right with God. I remember speaking at a conference, and this woman, she was deeply hurt. Her husband had left her for another woman. When I found out the situation, he was not a believer, and so I encouraged her to pray for his salvation. Her first response was, I don't want him in heaven with me. I said, wait a minute. If he were to become a true Christian, he would actually change, wouldn't he? In fact, the Bible says, I will give you a new heart. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit in you and cause you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I said, he wouldn't be the same person. What I'm saying is, at times, it's a struggle when you know what you should do and you don't do it. How do you do it? Number one, you face the offense. You've got to acknowledge that something happened. I will tell you one thing that was very difficult for me in regard to my father's abusive behavior. My mother would periodically say, Honey, he doesn't mean it. I thought, of course he means it. I know she minimized the offense. I think it was just her way of dealing with it. But we have to realize if we're going to forgive, we don't need to be in denial. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Bad treatment is never okay. Ephesians 5.11 says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So we don't need to be hiding the truth. A second point is, don't excuse the offender's behavior by thinking, well, he didn't mean to hurt me or I, I shouldn't feel upset. After all, he's, he's a member of the family and you, you just are loyal to family. I grew up with this concept of family loyalty and hiding secrets. You know, you're only as sick as your secrets. That's why we need to face the offense and not try to change it. In fact, just because somebody's in our family, that doesn't make it okay. There's a very interesting passage in Proverbs 24, 24. Whoever says to the guilty, you are innocent, peoples will curse him. Isn't that interesting? 
If you try to excuse wrong behavior, people are going to react to you. It won't be met with respect. Another point, don't assume that quick forgiveness is full forgiveness. When something horrible happens to somebody, often the response is, now have you forgiven him? Have you forgiven him? It's like a rush to forgiveness. It's like Christians have got to forgive. We've got to forgive. Well, I know that there are scriptures that talk about forgiveness. But sometimes you've got to be able to face what on earth is happening. And sometimes if you just say, okay, I forgive, I forgive. You're not forgiving at the deeper levels. Because when an offense occurs, many times there are multiple levels in the aftermath. And we need to be able to acknowledge that there will be again something that needs to be forgiven within that relationship. So there can be multiple levels of forgiveness. God wants us to deal with truth on the inside. Psalm 51 6 says, Surely you, God, desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. We need to be able to dig deeper in terms of the impact in our lives that offenders have had and what the offense has had. A second major point after facing the offense is feeling the offense. I think it's better to say, tell me what hurt. Talk to me about it. What did he do? How did she treat you? And then go through the specifics of, yeah, that, that was hard. That did hurt. Of course, it's understandable why it's so hard and then why you're struggling right now. And identify with the pain. The Bible says there's a time for everything. A season for every activity under heaven. A time to love and a time to hate. Now isn't that interesting? If you talk to most people who think about Christianity, they'd say, well, no, Christians should never hate. I want to ask you, do you want to be godly? Are you aware that God hates evil? So if you're going to be godly, you should hate evil. As such, it's saying you hate the sin, but you don't have hatred toward the sinner. And it can come out like a cliche, but the truth is God does not want us hating people. God says, yes, we can hate sin. Proverbs 8:13, it says, to fear the Lord is to hate evil. Yes, there are certain things to hate. Now, the problem is, if you have hatred about what happened, you can be feeling guilty. I have this pain. I, have, I hate what happened. Oh, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. No, you're not guilty. You're to hate what's happened. You don't deny it in God's eyes. You don't carry false guilt. You make a choice. The third step is you make a choice to forgive the offender. You face the offense, you feel the offense, you forgive the offender. So often, we look at this issue of justice, especially when it comes to our feelings. If you go by feelings, you're in real trouble. I've been in real trouble when I have let feelings dictate. Forgiveness, anyway, it's not a feeling. It's an act of the will. It's a choice. Jesus is the one who established what is right. This is in Mark eleven twenty-five, When he said, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, 
Forgive him so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Some people will give an argument, I can forgive others, but not this person. The issue isn't your lack of power to forgive, but rather how strong God's power is within you to forgive. You can forgive any sin committed against you when you do it in his power. 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need to live a godly life. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Verse 4 says how that happens. Why is it that we've been given the power to do whatever it is we need to do? We've been made partakers of Christ's divine nature. Tell me something. In Christ's nature, was it natural for him to be obedient to the Father? Yes. Jesus said himself, I do not speak a word apart from the Father. It was natural for him to be in such unison with the Father that he did the perfect will of the Father. When we've been made partakers of Christ's divine nature, that means you don't have your own nature anymore. You have been given a new what? Nature. Now, you can choose to not act within the capability of that nature. But God has given you the power to forgive anyone because Jesus forgave. And if you have Christ in you, you have the power to forgive through his nature that he has put into you. You can forgive even the person that you think you can't forgive in his strength. You don't harbor hatred in your heart. Whatever the wrong is, you don't get in bondage to bitterness. Now, that doesn't mean that you enable a person to be irresponsible, but you continue to release that person to the hands of God. After facing the hurt and confronting the offender, you make a choice to close off your mind to rehearsing the pain. When we see the scripture that says, forget what is behind and strain toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called us. What is that goal? The ultimate goal is Christ-likeness. It's you being conformed to the character of Christ. So what you forget, if you will, you forget about your option to bring up the offense again. You forget about the option to hold on to bitterness. Forget what is past. What I suggest is praying in this way. After writing down the specifics of that which has really, really caused pain, if I were to do this with, uh, for example, my father, I would write down involvement with other women, things of that nature. And then pray a prayer like this. Lord Jesus, thank you for caring about how much my heart has been hurt. You know that I have felt pain because of the way he used coarseness and uh, harsh words and the times when he was abusive. Right now... I release all that pain into your hands and thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for me and extending your forgiveness to me. As an act of my will, I choose to forgive. I take him off of my emotional hook and put him onto your hook and I refuse all thoughts of revenge. I trust that in your time and in your way, you will deal with him as you see fit. And Lord, thank you for giving me your power to forgive so that I can be set free. In your precious name, amen. When we have a heart that is acknowledging the Lord and his involvement in our lives and, and being able to release those who are painful to us, if we stay in that state of 
readiness to forgive, then we're protected from bitterness. You know, it feels terrible when we walk around being bitter. I have found that the way to protect my heart from bitterness is more than anything to pray for those who persecute me, to pray for my enemy. How? Because you see, you could say, well, yeah, I'll pray. God, I just pray you'll get them. I, I pray that, that you'll just judge them and, and catch them. It's prayer. It's talking to God. Instead, I think what's so helpful is to pray the fruit of the Spirit for a person. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's say that Jim has hurt us. And we all know him, and he's really hurt us. He's offended us. He's wounded our spirit. Lord, I pray that Jim will be filled with the fruit of love, becoming fully aware of your unconditional love, and in turn will be able to love others. Lord, I pray that Jim will be filled with the fruit of joy because of experiencing your steady joy and in turn will radiate that inner joy to others. So you're really praying that he'll have a changed life. You know, the Bible does have a lot to say about fruit. James 3, 17 says, The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. You know, if we're not just thinking about how we're hurt, we're realizing, oh God, you don't want me to revert back to having any bitterness or holding on to offenses. And the other night I talked with someone and she said, no, I don't think it's right to forgive. I said, why is that? And she said, because it's letting them win. We don't win when we hold on to unforgiveness. The truth is we all have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all have a need to be forgiven. And the person who cannot forgive breaks the bridge over which he must pass. That's actually a quote by George Herbert. He who cannot forgive breaks the bridge over which he must pass. Because we all have the need to be forgiven. What is the belief that we have when we don't forgive? In all of our counseling keys, we have what is called the root cause. And with the root cause, it's always a wrong belief with a right belief. The wrong belief. It's natural for me to resent those who have wronged me. If I forgive them, they'll get away with it. Sounds logical. But the result is an attitude of pride. Remember, I is in the middle of the word pride. That's us being the controller. If we hold on to unforgiveness. But the result is this prideful attitude that sets you up as a judge higher than God himself. Now, do you want to be a judge higher than God? God is willing to forgive, and he's willing to forget. You know, if this claiming, well, it's natural for me to resent those, it's natural for me to be bitter, you know, God knows the situation, that's where I was with my dad, and I struggled with unforgiveness. When I read 1 John 2, 9, that was the first time I ever had anything hit me and it was like, oh, but this can't be for me. God knows I'm the exception. 1 John 2, 9, if you say you're walking in the light of Christ and yet you hate your brother, you're still walking in the darkness. The darkness has blinded you. 
You don't know where you're going. I thought, wow. Yeah, it is wrong to hate, but God knows I am the exception. I honestly believe that. I thought it was right for me to have hatred. And let me give you my equation. I was real math-oriented. I loved math. God hates sin. Is that correct? Okay, right. God hates sin. Dad is sinning. God hates dad. I hate dad. Doesn't that sound logical? Later, I saw Matthew 5.44 says, love your enemies. And I thought, well, isn't that a wonderful scripture? It can't be reality. Nobody could love their enemies. The only problem was I had become a true Christian by his grace and mercy. And as I looked at my dad, I thought, well, there's no way I could feel love for him. You have to understand, I was ignorant about the Greek of the Bible. And I didn't know there were four different Greek words for our one word love. Storge, which is like natural human affection like a mother toward a child. There's uh, eros, which is passion. There's phileo, brotherly love. And then there's agape love. I've never heard of agape love. And this is the kind of love that's referred to in love your enemies. It's a love that's not based on what the other person does or doesn't do. This is a love that seeks the highest good of the other person. No matter what they do, no matter what they don't do. So my misconception needed to change. I was going to have to find a way to seek my father's highest good. It wasn't based on what he was doing. It wasn't based on how he acted. In truth, it's just totally a miracle of God that he would allow me to be saved and he would forgive me. How can I not turn around and offer forgiveness in turn? When our thinking changes, our hearts change. And when our hearts change, our lives change. Why do I say that? Because we're told in Romans 12 to do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. So that's why it's vital that we learn what it is we are to think. The right belief is because God has totally forgiven me, I can release my resentment and choose to forgive others. I will rely on Christ to forgive through me. Because by the way, sometimes that is the only way you can do it. What's going to happen then? You will have produced in you a heart of humility and you'll reflect that heart of humility. You'll reflect it in such a way that you actually will have a desire in your heart to forgive others the same way God forgives you. If he is your creator and he has your best interest at heart, which he does, he loves you, then he already knows why you need to forgive. It's because it is going to rob you of joy. It'll keep you dwelling on the negative if you don't learn to forgive. So let's understand God's heart on forgiveness. First, God commands that we forgive one another. It's not optional. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Number two, God wants us to see unforgiveness as sin. James 4.17 says, Anyone who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. The third reason is because God wants us to exchange that unforgiveness for true mercy. Why? Because you're going to be blessed. Matthew 5, 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So he's going to give you back 
the benefit of you giving mercy to others. The fourth point, God wants us to do our part to live in peace with everyone. Romans 12, 18. Notice the wording. If it is possible, look, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Does that say that you will have peaceful relationships with everyone? No. It's as far as it depends on you. And as you've done everything that you can do to promote peace, then you leave the decision to the other person as to whether that person is going to respond in the right way to you and to God. So we are to do our part in order to live at peace with everyone. God wants us to overcome evil with good. When somebody wrongs us, God calls it evil. It's sin. It's wrong. But Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So at times we are victimized by others, but we don't have to stay victims. If you stay with the victim mentality, then it's just once a victim, always a victim. It's once powerless, always powerless. No, you are not powerless. When you come into a relationship with Christ, especially, you have the power of God on the inside of you. If you're like me, when you picture Jesus, your focus isn't on, oh, yes, he did the things that he should have done. We're not focusing on a bunch of activity when we look at Jesus, even though, yes, of course, he did miracles. But the thing that captures our hearts so much is the way he loved with unmerited forgiveness. It was not deserved. And yet, whether it's the woman at the well caught in adultery, whether it's you or me, he offered forgiveness. And he says, let me set you free. Realize that when you forgive, you're the one who is set free. And in turn, you reflect the love and forgiveness of God. This is Hope for the Heart with June Hunt, and she'll be back with a very important message, so stay with us. You know, as June has talked with people over the years, she's seen how difficult it is for some people to forgive. Sometimes they think it's even impossible or it just feels wrong. Well, June talked about that today, and it came from her Keys for Living on this topic of forgiveness. Order your copy at hopefortheheart.org. Now, I mentioned earlier that June has recorded a special message for us. Here she is. Hi, this is June again. I've been humbled by how God has blessed this broadcast by reaching millions of people over the past 34 years. We've been sharing the vital message how God's truth provides real answers to our real questions. After October 2nd, our daytime broadcast will transition off the air, but you can still listen to our nighttime program. And I invite you to our new website, junehunt.org. Here you'll find my audio teaching resources, just like you've heard on this broadcast. Plus, our Keys for Living series will be available, addressing relevant topics like anger, abuse, grief, forgiveness, marriage and family issues, and many other topics people face in life. Words can't express how much I appreciate our loyal listening audience. So join me as we step into this new season Make junehunt.org your place to go for biblical hope and practical help where I'll continue to provide God's truth for today's problems anytime, anywhere. 
June, thank you for that special message and the exciting news about the new website. 34 years is a long time for a radio broadcast, and words just can't express how thankful we are to our listening audience. Just to clarify, June is not going away. She will still host her late-night radio program, Hope in the Night, and she just mentioned her new website that's coming online in October. That's junehunt.org. This is in addition to the existing Hope for the Heart website. Again, we're so grateful to our listeners, and we invite you to follow us into these existing and new areas of ministry. For June Hunt, I'm Joe Wolf. Remember that there is hope, no matter the circumstance. Meet us back here tomorrow for more hope and help right here on Hope for the Heart.